0: This show is for informational purposes only. In view of the complex nature of health and disease, it is only recommended that you change your current treatments or health care practice with the direct assistance of a health professional. You can contact Dr. Dell if you desire to achieve true health. Call his office at 931-591-2010. I'm gonna try and break this up into segments. We're gonna talk about SIDS, a recent court case, U.S. Court of Federal Claims awards. Uh, we don't know how much money the parents have been awarded, but they have been able to identify that vaccination caused SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. This is, from my understanding, the first case or one of the ver- first cases of SIDS being awarded. Um, we know, uh, and I have a video, Anthony will provide that in the comments on wilddoc.com. I always provide the links to each and every one of the articles that I discuss. Um, but you want to review, again, the research documents that I went through in regards to SIDS in the past, uh, specifically tied to the DTP or the DTaP vaccine. Um, There is evidence of a clustering or accumulation of SIDS following that vaccination. So there is evidence because of accumulation of clustering, a clustering effect, that the whooping cough vaccine or vaccines in general may trigger SIDS or sudden infant death syndrome. Again, that's a condition that most medical physicians We'll admit that they have; they don't know what causes it, but there are increased risks due to apnea, or it's basically like sleep apnea where the breathing and respiration centers shut down, so the neurological problem potentially there. They see problems at the brainstem with that, so go back and refer to that. We're going through that. We'll also be going through a lot of information in regards to uh, whooping cough, and I like to say it, whooping cough, uh, for the fun of it. But here's the reality. We're gonna go through several studies here. I want people to understand that We don't need to fear this illness. Is it a serious condition? Is it potentially life-threatening? Yes, it has that potential, but the reality is the vaccine is not doing what we are led to believe. We are led to believe that the vaccine is a savior and it's going to protect us. You'll find out tonight that the vaccine is actually harming and killing more babies. I said that correctly. The vaccine is harming and killing more babies according to FDA research. And I'll prove that through common sense. And if anyone can understand it, the vaccine doesn't provide us with protection and resilience or resistance to that infection, but rather allows people to walk around more asymptomatically and continue to be infected throughout their life because of what's called the original antigenic sin. Because of the disruption, distortion that vaccines cause to our immune system through the injection process, rather than going through our mucosal membranes, our body doesn't mount a proper immune response if we are vaccinated against whooping cough. Thus, patients will continue, and people will continue to pass this illness on to the susceptible population, for which they turn around and then use the susceptible population, which I'll show you videos tonight from several media uh, media references, media uh, sites. You'll see that in Australia right now because they've removed parental rights. Uh, they are going after medical physicians who are using legitimate medical reasons to um, give people a, a um, exemption from vaccination. They're going after those medical, physicians as if they're witches and they need to burn them at the cross. So we need to step up and, and, and support those individuals. Anthony, I don't know if you can find the one I'm referring to. I had it on Facebook. I can post it later if necessary. But I'm going to contribute to that campaign to protect medical physicians who are standing up speaking out about the CDC whistleblower, our CDC scientists coming forward and confessing to fraud, confessing the lying to the American medical associations, medical physicians, and then ultimately the people of this nation, and thus causing harm to children, which we diagnose as autism. But it is brain damage caused by vaccines in thousands, and if not the majority of the children suffering with autism. The, the CDC is lying about it, folks. Please don't sit there and say that it's hocus-pocus, that was Andrew Wakefield's study. No. A senior scientist at our own CDC is now a whistleblower, has whistleblower status granted to him from our government, and our government knows about it, but it has done nothing. Their silence speaks highly. Their inaction is upsetting to me, should be upsetting to everybody else. August is vaccination awareness month, and I want to make sure that people are aware of the corruption that's going on behind closed doors, in the hands, that money is exchanging hands between the pharmaceutical criminals and our government representatives. And I don't like that, and I would call for our government representatives to exclude themselves from doing business with criminals. And I'm gonna go through a criminal investigation that has already occurred in a, a manufacturer of the hepatitis, the new hepatitis B vaccine that is currently going through. I think they postponed the approval process, at the FDA, but now FDA board members have agreed to give this vaccine um, a, a, a stamp of approval and safety. And you'll find out very quickly that they should not have done that, that it has to be based on fraud and I want to make sure that people realize that the FDA is not a government institution that we can trust because again, I have referred to it in the past and I can post it later. Anthony, make a note that we will post the link to the FDA. The Journal American Medical Association, in fact, studied the FDA and whether they felt followed through with what the public perceives them to be doing, which is protecting the public Public's interest. But instead of protecting people, they are protecting the private, the, the private organizations, the pharmaceutical industries. They're protecting the profits of the organizations or the pharmaceutical organizations, the medical community. By not, they see fraud, they in fact saw murder take place in clinical trials on cancer patients. The doctor was sentenced to 72 months in prison for criminal negligent homicide, so he murdered somebody by falsifying laboratory test results, and he killed a patient, and by doing so, he could make the drugs that he wanted to make look good. He made them look good, thus his drug or the pharmaceutical industry's drug that they're paying him to make that look good could then be marketed, and it has been nothing done by the FDA to alert the American Medical Association, the American medical community, our oncologists, about the fraudulent research behind that drug. Just one single example in that journal American Medical Association article. So we cannot trust the FDA. Folks, I am super excited about this. We've got tons of information to go through. Let's dive in. That was our general overview. Again, I'm, I'm developing more of an individualized um, vaccine by vaccine or condition or disease process, infectious disease by infectious disease. I'll be going through those later uh, on in, uh, in the future, uh, Lord willing. Um, So here's what we're gonna do. Again, here we have the U.S. Court of Federal Claims and you can find this online. You will find the U.S. Court of Federal Claims now has entitled or says that the parents of a child who died from SIDS shortly after, shortly after is the night after Dead the following day, entitlement decision diphtheria tetanus pertussis vaccine, that would be the DTAP, acellular pertussis that is, inactivated polio vaccine, hemophilus influenza Hib vaccine, pneumococcal conjugate vaccine, PCV vaccine, and the rotavirus vaccine, and that child died the day after. Diphtheria tetanus, again, these vaccines that i previously mentioned. Um, This child passed away. The vaccines were administered on September 2nd, 2011. Note. It's now 2017. These parents are just now getting finalized through the court system. Talk about backed up. I'll remind you that the Supreme Court Justice, the judge of this court, in fact, was recorded in saying that he did not want people to be made aware of the compensation program, the vaccine injury compensation program that the United States has for people who are injured by vaccines or lose their child to vaccines because vaccines are known to be seriously harmful, are known to be deadly, are known to cause neurological health problems, chronic illnesses, autoimmune conditions. Because of that fact, they know people who are vaccinated are gonna need medical expenses paid for, that they're gonna need disability care, they're not gonna be able to work, They may, their parents may not be able to work, so they compensate up to millions and millions of dollars and there's been over $3 billion compensated to families and individuals who'd be injured by vaccines. But again, the the judge does not want people to be made aware of that because he quote said that the court systems are already backed up enough. So don't make people who need the assistance aware of it because I don't want to do the work. That is not a heart of a servant, that is the heart of someone who is not wanting to work real hard to serve the people that he was placed in a position to serve. So get rid of him, get out of there, he shouldn't be a judge in that court. Because I guarantee you, he is sitting there denying compensation to individuals who need it and deserve it because they've been injured by vaccines or they've lost their children to vaccines. This child died the day after September 3rd, the child was dead. After carefully carefully analyzing this directly from the court documents, after carefully analyzing and weighing all of the evidence testimony presented in the case accordance to the applicable legal standards, the undersigned finds the petitioners, that would be the parents of the deceased child, have met their legal burden. Petitioners have put forth preponderant evidence that vaccines that J.B. received on September 2, 2011, actually caused or substantially contributed to the death from sudden infant death syndrome. Furthermore, respondent respondent would be the pharmaceutical industry, or the government, and actually the, the pharmaceutical industry does not even need to appear in court, but. Our government, the pharmaceutical industry, I guarantee, are assisting to try and prove that these vaccine injuries aren't occurring as a result of the vaccine. These deaths don't occur. So they failed to put forth any evidence that JP's death was, in fact, caused by factors unrelated to the vaccine, according to petitioners, and they are entitled to compensation. A quick reference found another one, a child that died the day after the vaccine. And if you read through this, the, something of significant importance for people to realize out there is that when you go to court, if you were injured by a vaccine or your child was injured by a vaccine or if somebody died in your family as a result of a vaccine, it is your responsibility to bring up evidence of causation. You have to do that. They don't voluntarily give you all the evidence that shows that that condition, autoimmune condition or SIDS or death or autism. They don't provide you with that evidence. It's your duty to just get on PubMed, do your, quote unquote, due diligence, find evidence of causation, and then explain it to the courts. Tell me how. Now granted, I'm glad that this one, but tell me how that the court system, the evidence of a child dying, a healthy child, both healthy children, there was no dispute that LJ was afebrile and was fine. All the history of medical documentation finds that there was no health problems in this child prior to the vaccinations. This child received hepatitis B vaccine, inactivated polio vaccine, uh, diphtheria, tetanus, acellular pertussis, the DTaP vaccine, the Hib vaccine, the PCV vaccine, and rotavirus vaccine. One additional vaccine was given to this child over this child. This child. They proved causation. The child died the day after or the night of being given that vaccine. Same exact thing happened to this child. Two different court cases. They denied it to this family. Only took three ounces of formula. This is some health history. Was not super cranky, but was a little irritable and whimpering. Ms. Jewel. Woke up at approximately 10 a.m. following morning, became concerned that she hadn't heard any noises at LJ's baby monitor. She went into the baby's room and rubbed the top of LJ's head and saw that she looked purple and she felt like something was wrong. Found her baby dead the day after as well. I just had to check the abbreviations because this was JB and this was LJ. The abbreviations of the name, so I was like, wait, did I miss something? But again, this is the case, Chase Boatman and David Jewell, and Wanda Jewell. So the parents of that child, or those children, dying the night of, the day after their parents gave them, or their doctors gave them vaccines, they find their babies dead. One awarded compensation, one denied compensation, because the parents didn't have the adequate amount of information at their fingertips because it's not voluntarily given to them. The evidence that SIDS is a clustering which gives us adequate information to say that SIDS is being caused or exacerbated or the underlying issues in a child's health is a, that that vaccine is a contributing factor. and can be a stimulatory factor or an initiating factor to SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. And that's a fact, folks. So. That's the CID stuff. I wanna make my notes here real quick. Make note, increase SIDS, court, and after contribution. Possible articles to look at. Herd immunity matters. Let's move on to the discussion of the whooping cough and herd immunity. The reason I'm bringing this up is this study right here. If you can see the screen, I wanted to make sure that I'm uh, showing you. We're gonna read through some things together on this article. Herd immunity matters. Sydney mum. Uh, so Australia shares frightening video of baby with whooping cough uh, in in appeal to anti-vaxxers. You know what? It's not herd immunity that matters because this article will sit here and say babies rely on herd immunity to keep them safe. Unfortunately, we cannot achieve that without high vaccination rates. But you will find from the medical literature that I'm about to go through with you, you will see for a fact that any medical physician, anyone that continues to lie about the fact that the whooping cough does not work, that they're being deceptive and in fact are leading to more children dying. That is deceptive. A baby does not rely on herd immunity, and in fact, the vaccine in herd immunity is bogus and cannot happen, which the FDA research studies prove that. The FDA research studies have shown and prove right here in front of me that baboons vaccinated with eight pertussis were protected from severe pertussis-associated symptoms. They were protected from symptoms, but not from colonization, did not clear the infection faster than naive animals. Naive animals never been vaccinated, never exposed to the live bacteria. Colonization did not clear the infection faster than naive animals and readily transmitted Bordetella pertussis to the unvaccinated context. Vaccination with whole cell induced a more rapid clearance compared with naive, never being exposed. Again, that's what naive is, A or vaccinated animals. By comparison, previously infected animals were not colonized upon secondary infection. Get that folks, a natural infection, a natural infection. So the naive animals never exposed, never vaccinated, but after natural exposure, which they then didn't die, they lived through the infection, but then resisted colonization. They couldn't find it in their nasal cavities, they couldn't find it in their lungs. That means a naturally infected individual is protecting our most susceptible population, that would be our infants, and the sick in the hospital, the cancer patients, everybody uses to sit there and say that we need to get your darn vaccines. Yet the FDA's own research right here, U.S. Food and Drug Administration says that this vaccine will not protect against transmission, cannot provide herd immunity but in actuality allows for continuous secondary infections, continuous ongoing infection in, in individuals, even though they're vaccinated, no matter how many booster shots they receive, still doesn't work, doesn't prevent colonization, doesn't prevent spread, and in fact, causes colonize, colonization longer than naive individuals. Thus, the vaccine increases the amount of time for which an individual infected with whooping cough can spread the disease to the susceptible populations like these infants that they're sitting here putting on the mainstream media outlets in these pictures like that of children needing oxygen. Now, I will say thank God for oxygen mask there. I wish they would have been doing IV vitamin C or, and rather than IV vitamin C, liquid vitamin C supplementation because we will show that to be an effective treatment. That has been found in being used clinically uh, for sepsis and other bacterial infections. Directly inactivates bacteria, reduces the Bortella pertussis toxin effect, reduces inflammation, reduces the inflammation that then chokes off the airways and could harm the child. So a way to help those children is, uh, that's the evidence that this mom should be getting out there. And if that hospital didn't use high-dose vitamin C to help that baby, then they ignored the evidence that's available to us in terms of infection to support that child through the infectious time period, to support that baby so that the baby would have less of a burden from the inflammation that's caused from the bacterial infection and the immune system, so that baby would have have had less risk of dying. Thank God the baby made it, from what I understand. Now, if you go through that article, If you go through that article in particular, they mention nowhere in this article that I'm referencing, herd immunity matters, it is not herd immunity, it is natural immunity, and mother's breast milk matters to the baby, and vitamin C and nutrition matters to the baby, that's what will protect the baby, not a vaccination, and definitely not herd immunity, because again, I cannot state this strong enough. Folks, look your darn medical doctors in the eyes every single time they sit there and try and push that vaccine on you if you're pregnant if you're going to go your grandma and you're going to go around a new baby baby you will colonize that exact bacteria in your lungs no matter whether you're vaccinated or not and for longer periods of time and spread asymptomatically, thus you don't have the symptoms to tell you to stay home and stay away from baby, thus you are placing your baby or the baby you're going to see at greater risk. And it's only because the doctors have lied to you, ignored the evidence that I just showed you, an FDA-approved research study funded by the FDA yet they don't take that information, and place it in the hands of every single medical physician and say, stop promoting this vaccine. Let's take it out because it's causing an original antigenic sin and disrupting normal natural immune system. I can't say it's strong enough. It just frustrates me. The doctors will lie time and time again I had a friend of mine who posted it, I'll have to look on it at Facebook in a little bit and we'll be able to check and read it, about a mother standing her ground and asking for the prescribing information and getting the medical physician to admit that they'd never read the prescribing information on the vaccine they wanted to administer to a pregnant patient. Because the patient stood her ground and made the doctors read it and read it out loud to the medical physicians, the medical physicians admitted that they had never read it and didn't know that any safety studies Have been properly done. We will go through some of those safety studies and we'll detail them out so that you don't get fooled and lied to because it's deceptive the way they're doing these research studies and I'll show you. I want to read these so that I make sure that I got all my thoughts out. A distraught mother has posted a video of her five-week-old choking and struggling to breathe in an attempt to educate more people the importance of vaccinations. You know my heart goes out to these parents that they went through this and suffer and watch their baby suffer. I do not condemn them or their actions. I believe and I hope they're sincere. I hope they're not being paid. I hope this isn't a stunt. It is a stunt by the medical community when they're ignoring the research. But these parents are probably very sincere in wanting to see less babies have to go through what their baby did. But I'll tell you right now, it's because the medical community's ignorance, ignoring the research that's available to us that says that natural immunity provides mother with a greater ability to pass on antibodies to the baby, thus through the breast milk of a naturally infected mother. The mother would have protected that baby better than any vaccination. Vaccination, don't do it at all. Folks, look at that. Think about that. So in essence, what do babies need? They need mother's breast milk. What's amazing is the fact that mom's gonna be around as long as we give mothers and support mothers and the opportunity to be able to provide breast milk to their babies and do everything we can to help them. I know that not all. so I'm not condemning those. Please don't get that out of this. But the reality is, if we can support more, mom's around baby, she's gonna be infected or exposed to the bath pathogens that baby is exposed to. And through the breast milk, and in fact, through the saliva of the baby, There's a communication that occurs within the immune system, allowing mother to know that the baby needs more antibodies and more immune cells. And you can see the breast milk change, the mom providing greater antibody and immune strength to the baby, thus protecting baby. But what the medical community has done by ignoring the research, that natural infection would provide mothers with the ability to actually protect their babies, they have taken it, in fact, they've stolen it through the vaccination campaigns. Now, this study I have up behind me is another uh, media outlet talking about the exact same family. In this, they admit that within the daycare center, there's a whooping cough outbreak in vaccinated children, and they don't mention whether the son was vaccinated or not, but the fact that the parents are promoting the vaccine, I doubt that they were anti-vaxxers. Otherwise, the mainstream media in the medical community would be blowing that up all over the place, saying, look, anti-vaxxers, caught red-handed spreading disease. They didn't mention it at all. No, they laid low on the fact that their son was vaccinated. Scary and dangerous. Please share to educate the importance of vaccinations. Fabricated medical study which linked autism. So here's where they have to hit on, oh, it was Wakefield. You know what, I was hoping that when they mention a fabricated medical study, that they were actually going to talk about the 2014 study, the 2004 study by the CDC, for which Dr. William Thompson, the CDC whistleblower, and again, you can watch the video of Senator Posey on C-SPAN. I always mention this because the reality is there is no way around it. They are trying to sit there and cover it up because the majority of people in this country are not awake to the fact that the CDC is blatantly lying to people. We have a CDC scientist who's come forward and confessed to lying to us all about the safety of these vaccines and that they are causing autism. So again, you can look at that. But instead they refer back to as if it's one person, Wakefield in a 1918, 1998 study in the Lancet, even though it's retracted, they say it was false and that's what's led to people in this anti-vaccine movement. You know what, I'll show you why we should all be anti-vaccine until the hepatitis B vaccines are ripped off the market because they're causing heart attacks. And the fact that the FDA would allow for a, a, a safety committee would say that the vaccine's safe you'll see why everyone should have in their spirit to be able to sense and see that fraud and manipulation should not be allowed but is being allowed by our government. They say that it was celebrities that continue to uh, push this lie. Here's my thought on that. The fact that celebrities are talking out about the lies and corruption of the pharmaceutical company, I don't care if it's Jim Carrey or Jenny McCarthy, you know the fact? I see a greater and better heart in them. I don't care what she did in her past, but the fact that she's speaking out and speaking her mind and speaking what she sees firsthand and what vaccines did to her son. The fact that we have celebrities speaking out against medical fraud. More than our medical physicians should tell you something about the power and corruption and evil that is lurking within the medical community right now. Are all medical doctors evil and manipulative? No. But the reality is they're working in four organizations that have manipulated them. Does everybody get me on that? Give me a thumbs up. Do you get that like, the fact that celebrities are speaking up more than medical physicians are, despite, I'm providing, I got all the research here. Prove me wrong, the effect of investigator compliance. Let me go back to the, let me show this real quick. So here's the thing, let me go through this. We have a warning tonight from a young Perth mother whose children contracted whooping cough even though they were vaccinated. The 23 year old says doctors refused to test her two kids for the potentially deadly illness, but she didn't give up hope. 15 month old Hunter in pain and struggling to breathe. His mum recorded this confronting video to show doctors. Now she wants the public to see it as a whooping cough warning. The coughing would get a lot worse. Here would go bright red in the face um, and vomit from it. The 23-year-old mum took both Hunter and her five-year-old daughter, Alyssa, to four doctors multiple times. If it had been caught when they first got sick, it would never have gotten that bad. But claims she couldn't get them checked for the potentially deadly respiratory infection. We, we cough until we're bright red in the face. Even after seeing the video, they still didn't believe that that's what it was. After two months of sleepless nights and a visit to an emergency ward, Jessica demanded the children be tested for whooping cough. The last doctor wanted I demanded testing, um, he actually laughed at me and goes, I'm telling you, it's not whooping cough. Oh. The fact that the medical physicians laughed at the mom who knew innately in her spirit that the child had whooping cough and the fact that they ignored it time and time again and wouldn't test for it simply because they have faith that a vaccine actually works when it doesn't, and the evidence shows that it doesn't. Proves to you their ignorance, and their faith in, in in pharmaceuticals, in drugs and vaccines, is like a religion. And guess what, folks? The research proves it. The effect of investigator compliance, observation, observer bias on calculated efficacy in pertussis vaccine trial. Get this, folks! Efficacy the DTAP vaccine was forty percent. In high compliance categories, 78% and 75% in the intermediate to low compliance groups. The attack rate in children vaccinated with diphtheria and tetanus toxoid vaccine, only the DT vaccine, was twofold less in low compliance physicians' practices when compared with rates in the high intermediate groups. So less vaccines meant less disease. Going on, our data suggests that observer compliance. Observer bias can significantly inflate calculated vaccine efficacy. It is likely that all recently completed efficacy trials have, if, have been affected by this type of observer bias, and all vaccines have considerably less efficacy against mild disease than published data suggests. So the medical community has their own research that proves to us all and shows us that doctors choose ignorance, choose to ignore when babies need help. Put the babies at risk. Are y'all arrayed about that? Give me a thumbs up if you're arrayed and ticked off. The medical physicians will ignore mother's instinct, tell them it's on their head, laugh at them while their baby is at risk. This, seriously. Okay, I'm fired up. Sorry about this, folks. This is. But you watch this video. The video is on Facebook. You can watch the rest of it. Again, ignorance of the medical community, ignoring the facts. Again, more and more, medical media mafia promoting these vaccines through more and more children who are infected, infants, because of people spreading the illness even though they're vaccinated. How deceptive. How evil is that to use the children who are being hurt by vaccines because of asymptomatic transmission. They're giving people a false sense of security, taking away the guard dog the barking, the coughing, that could warn people that they're infected. They shoot the guard dog with the vaccine, so then there's no guard dog to warn everybody that they're infected, and they go around the babies. They go around the cancer patients, the the immunologically compromised patients. Immunologically compromised could be from vaccines as well. No, cancers can too. So the reality is you see how, hopefully. Give me a thumbs up if you understand what I'm getting at there. Do you understand that the vaccine is compromising or putting People or children, the infant, the very young, at risk. And let's go to the evidence that shows that. What have we found? Effectiveness of the Pertussis vaccine for adolescents and adults. Infants under six months and adolescents became the most susceptible age group after the vaccination campaign. So the six month the very susceptible became the greatest susceptible group this group also a low risk of pertussis perhaps as a result of immunity confirmed by natural infection so those who received natural infection had the greatest resistance to the disease and ability to protect the susceptible vaccination against whooping cough another research study lancet showing in 1977 that the whooping cough vaccine did not work did not protect did not show a greater decline after the vaccine in fact spiked afterwards whooping cough after stopping pertussis immunization so what happened There was no evidence to support the routine use of pertussis immunization in rural Shetland. Okay, British Medical Journal, 1979. At the time period when they were administering, first administering these vaccines, they stopped them and what happened, nothing no more deaths. In my study, one child started having convulsions in the night. His second triple inoculation in 1969 required antileptic treatment until 1976. So the medical community makes more money on the child that now has seizures, epilepsy, from that. Now, if you want to help cannabis, there's two things I would recommend. it's Help epilepsy, cannabis, Okay, you got me on that. Okay, I spoke too soon. And then passionflower. Both found animal studies for passionflower, human trials, uh, shown anti-epileptic effects with cannabis or CBD oil. In 1976, he developed whooping cough in 1977. So the vaccine gave him convulsions or epilepsy, and then he still contracted the disease in 1977. Great, right? That vaccine really served him well. My findings, however, do not support the routine use of pertussis immunization. Now, here's what we need to pay attention as all parents. There are children we need to make sure. When you see if we're giving our children the right adequate nutrition, especially breastfeeding them, and mom's eating the right nutrition, providing the right adequate amounts of nutrients like vitamin C and others, they're providing the baby with the opportunity to be able to fight this infection off relatively easily, all right? The disease was unpleasant and prolonged and caused concern to both doctor and parents, but no child needed hospital admissions and apparently none suffered permanent damage. But permanent damage was done by the vaccine and children who got the infection, no permanent damage done. So we don't need to live in the state of fear. Do we want our children to get it? No, we don't, I guess. Now I'm okay with my child because my child's already contracted whooping cough. Alright, I had a patient, I'm coming in here, and I don't live in the state of fear because of what I know. And of what I know my, mu- my wife was doing for my son, which was breastfeeding. And I know my wife's diet. It's pretty darn good. Occasionally, we'll go out for sushi. I'm sure it's not all farm ra- or, uh, I'm sure it's farm-raised. I'm sure it's not all wild-caught. But the reality is we eat pretty darn healthy, providing adequate nutrition to my, to my babies, our babies, My wife is an amazing, wonderful person that does the right thing for our children because she's been blessed with the knowledge of information that allows her to stay healthy, get adjusted, exercises, she eats right, she does the right things to providing great nutrition to our babies, thus keeping them safe. So I'm in here adjusting patients because patients, as they get adjusted, they'll have a boosting effect on their immune system. So if I could talk really briefly on this subject of what we should be doing to assist in our immune systems, Uh, fight against infection, any type of infection, more specifically whooping cough, we'll see that there is evidence of the use of chiropractic treatment to reduce pneumonia deaths, and in fact, eliminate pneumonia deaths in hospital settings, multiple hospitals, participated in a clinical trial for which then adjustments were applied by doctors of osteopathic medicine, but they were still adjusting the spine, and by doing so, they eliminated the mortality from pneumonia. None of them died in the adjustment group. Now, is it going to happen 100% of the time? Probably not, but in this clinical trial, in this hospital trial, several hundred patients, none died if they're getting adjusted. In the antibiotic treatment-only group, they died. Why? Because several studies have shown that chiropractic adjustments can actually enhance IL-2, interleukin-2, effect in boosting the immune system, The immune system is much, much stronger, and that's what you need to focus on. So what do I recommend if my child is going to contract an infectious disease such as whooping cough? First of all, I hope we're breastfeeding, all right, if they're really young. Otherwise, I'm giving supplemental vitamin C. Oral... Powdered vitamin C, sodium, vitamin C, sodium ascorbate is probably the simplest and cheapest and most effective. Not the calcium kind, the sodium kind, all right? Now, it's only got one donor, one electron donor. Now, natural vitamin C is superior but you're going to have to eat a lot of fruit or you're going to have to juice a lot of fruits and vegetables. Kiwi is some of the highest. Some bell peppers, those are very high in vitamin C. Elderberry, very high in antioxidants, antiviral, immune-enhancing effects, and high in antioxidants and vitamin C. So you could juice those Fruits or vegetables, and by doing so, then you would be giving two electrons to be able to be donated to free radical, uh, to basically antioxidant effects, gobbling up free radicals and reducing the inflammation that inflames the throat and clogs up the airway or constricts the airway. The baby then would choke and reduce in oxygen. So that's the, those are the things that I would recommend. On top of that, they've shown so there's a there is a link. I will provide Maryland. So the University of Maryland Medical Center does have. Uh, recommendations for echinacea, garlic, astragalus, so they're all immunostimulatory, anti-inflammatory, they're all um, beneficial in terms of immune-enhancing effects, um, antiviral, antibiotic. Um, and then other ones they mention on there and again I'll have the list on there it's very simple to go to Um, expectorants to be able to get rid of mucus another important factor and anti-spasmodics on there so herbs that can be used in assistance another one that I would highly recommend are immune enhancing medicinal mushrooms so I utilize a medicinal mushroom tincture for my children and elderberry so it's a mixture and that is what I give to my children when they're fighting off an infection so providing with vitamin C fruits and vegetables powdered vitamin C, that's what we need to do. Get them adjusted, boost the immune system, reduce stress on the nervous system, allow the body to fight more efficiently, and then provide the adequate amount of nutrients necessary to fight off an infection. That's what we need to do. And again, you can go back to that last study where they didn't implement those measures, but even without those measures, it was prolonged, it caused concern, but no permanent damage was suffered to those children infected with whooping cough. Diagnosis, so this is where I'm going to get into some of the quote-unquote safety trials. Before I do that, though, here's an increase. I didn't have it in the PowerPoint, I guess. Increase in deaths from pertussis among infants in the United States in the 1990s. Pediatric Infectious Disease Journal, 2003. You'll find that we actually had an increase. In the 1990s, the incidence of reported pertussis among infants in the U.S. increased 49% compared to the 1980s. So remember, the vaccine was years prior, 1948 was when they started on a low level, and then 1950s, a higher level. So this was 30 years, roughly, after, a little less than 30 years after the implementation of the pertussis vaccine, we see a 49% increase in mortality and deaths from whooping cough in infants. The incident was almost exclusively among infants less than four months of age. Pertussis mortality continued to increase through the 1990s and 2000s. Other development, developed countries have recently reported increasing rates of pertussis and an increasing number of pertussis deaths among the infants. This is not because of anti-vaxxers, and the CDC has, in fact, admitted that in the news. I can't believe it, but they actually did. Pertussis, so anybody that sits there and says it's the anti-vaccine movement that's causing whooping cough outbreaks and deaths, it's not, the CDC has actually admitted it. It's because of the vaccine not working. They've admitted it. I, I'm just sick and tired of people using lies to promote vaccines when in fact the vaccines are the cause of the problem. Protestant S may no, go underreported because the diagnosis of is not considered because again, Ignorant faith in the vaccine. Oh, the vaccine was given. This is the why the medical physicians work. Oh, your baby's got a cough and it sounds like a whooping sound at night. Um, they're gasping for air. No, it couldn't be whooping cough because I see in your records you got the whooping cough. The baby got the whooping cough back, so it couldn't be whooping cough. Oh, you got the whooping. It couldn't be. couldn't be. Couldn't be. Couldn't be because vaccines work so well. So no way. No way. I couldn't. It can't be my vaccines. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. It can't be my vaccines because my vaccines. I was told by the CDC and the government and everybody in the pharmaceutical industries that it was really safe and effective. So it couldn't be my vaccines. It couldn't be. My Vaccines. I love my vaccines. I idolize my vaccines. That's the way the doc. I mean, seriously, the fact that they ignored and laughed at that mother when she knew her baby was infected—that's idolizing the vaccine to the point where you're putting babies at risk. I've already said it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm gonna leave it. Leave it. I'm gonna set that down. i walk away. I'm gonna walk away here right now. Presumed sepsis is what they usually think, but again, high dose vitamin C can overcome sepsis okay, predicted a decade ago. So another note that I wanted to say is that this increased epidemic and death of our infants was predicted over a decade ago in the peer-reviewed medical literature because what happened? Why would it be in 1990s, a little over 30 years after the implementation of the vaccine? Because the vaccine robs... A beneficial effect of natural immunity away from the mother because of the original antigenic sin. Look it up on PubMed and you'll find the evidence you need to see that the vaccine is distorting, destroying natural immunity and putting babies at greater risk in our infants and taking mother's antibody protection away from them. So now what are they doing? They're vaccinating mothers while they're pregnant and saying it's safe, and that's lies. Now I did want to mention safety of pertussis vaccination in pregnant women. So here's a study, British Medical Journal, 2014, Safety of Pertussis Vaccination in Pregnant Women in the UK, observational study. This is the only study so far that has actually, that I can find in the medical literature that actually looked at deaths, fetal loss, death of unborn children, okay? So what'd they say? Oh, we didn't see any increases, but here's the problems. Here's the problems with this. We'll get back to the study behind me in a second. Here's the problems with this. Should we trust this medical agency, Medicine and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, London, UK? Should we trust them? That's who funded that study? That's who did that study? Well, they aren't disclosing financial ties, yet they state they have and don't allow their members to have financial ties. Yet the Cochrane Database of Systematic Reviews calls for investigation, has called for and is being investigated. One example, and this is our primary example we're going to give, the Nordic Cochrane Center files complaint about scientific misconduct, secrecy in the HPV vaccine probe in Europe. So the European Medical Agency conducted an investigation of HPV vaccines, Gardasil and Cervarix, available in the United States and other European countries, because of serious side, side effects or adverse events, including complex regional pain syndrome, which would be much like fibromyalgia, Postural orthostatic tachycardia, which is a serious risk factor for long-term chronic illness and heart risks, to inflammatory autoimmune conditions. So what they say, our societies should no longer accept the assessments of drug safety on, are left to companies with huge financial interest in the drug agency that receives 80% of its funding from the drug industry. So 80% of the drug industry, the, that, that EMA and this medical group that did the only study assessing infant mortality or, inf- or um, fetal loss is funded by pharmaceutical industry but they claim they're not. Members and scientific experts did not disclose all their conflicts of interest. EMA 256 page internal report. Internal report is confidential and has been leaked to the Nordic Cocker database center and tells a very different story from the EMA's official 40-page report. So the EMA released a 40-page report, but had 256 pages, which was supposed to be confidential, but it was leaked through a whistleblower, which then, Cochrane Database looks at the evidence and sees they hid, they lied about the risk of autoimmune conditions coming about because of Gardasil. So if they're gonna lie about the Gardasil vaccine, they're lying, I bet, about the darn whooping cough vaccine given to pregnant patients. Danish whistleblower. When she raised concerns about the possible serious harms, she was harassed. The EMA asked the manufacturers of the vaccines to assess potential harms of their own products in which they have huge financial trials. So they, hey, hey, you want to find out? I know you're making a lot of money on your vaccine, but I want you to assess the harms just in case we need to take it off the market, right? Now just go ahead, figure out if your product that's making you millions of dollars, trillions of dollars, just go ahead and figure out if it's actually harming children. Bring me the evidence that shows that your product should be taken off the market and you should no longer make money. Yeah, please do that for me. you really going to do that? You promise me you're going to do that? That's the way it is. That is so ridiculous that we sit here and think we can trust the pharmaceutical industry to do their own darn work to come and, hey, we need to lose money. We found out our vaccine's really harmful. So I want to be completely honest, because that's the right thing to do. That's what pharmaceutical companies do over and over as we do the honest and right thing. We make sure that our vaccines are safe and effective and no, okay, sorry. But listen to this, whether the extreme secrecy with lifelong confidential agreements which the EMA, Medical Association, imposed on its working group members and scientific experts in, is needed, is legitimate, is in public interest, and guarantees the administration enjoys legitimacy. You gotta keep your mouth shut if you're gonna work for us. So anything that happens in us, you're not allowed to talk to anybody about. Oh, that's really nice. A government institution, EMA, like our CDC in the United States, isn't allowed to talk to the public about what they're doing internally. What? Sorry, I get kind of fired up again. But you guys get that? Anthony, give me that. Please, I wish I had people that would just give me an amen. I understand. I understand that if they got to be sworn in secrecy. Then they're not being honest. Bring things out in the light. You only do things in darkness if you want to hide it. And it's wrong. Good golly. Okay, they noticed that they're... Uh, one of the heads of the EMA actually had patents on interventions and they thought that would be a problem but again they say that they don't allow them to have conflicts of interest so they didn't declare that serious neurological harm so again a full report on the Cochrane database you can read about the fraud so you can't trust that study done by the EMA's organization evaluation of Association of maternal pertussis vaccination with obstetric events and birth outcomes. The look, neonatal deaths was not looked at. In 2010, they started the vaccine. So a couple things you need to note. Just look at this, folks. Look at this stuff. When this occurs, when this starts to occur, you've got a question. Why is maternal mortality rate going up in the United States? 2015, it started going up shortly after 2010. Oh, what else has occurred in the United States? Fetal deaths outnumber infant deaths for the first time in the US. Oh, 2015, and it started 2011, 2013. Oh, what a dink. We started vaccinating pregnant women in 2010 quite nothing to see here folks again nothing to see here there's just a high correlation it's just weird it's just a really big coincidence folks don't don't pay attention to the man behind the court curtain pointing out the coincidences here because we started vaccinating pregnant women with the whooping cough vaccine in 2010 and then in 2011 then after we see that the oh fetal loss suddenly just started going up slightly oh that's, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, small but statistically significant increased risk of chorioamnionitis. Diagnosed was observed. Oh, so let's look. What do we need to know about? Let's see what that condition does, it's infection within the, in the amniotic fluid. So let's take a look. So PubMed says chorioamnionitis is, I don't even know if to pronounce that right, honestly, I'll be honest with you. Kinda of, it's really long term. neonitis Yeah, I pronounced it wrong. Is right, I mean is a common complication of pregnancy associated with significant maternal, prenatal, and long term adverse outcomes. Adverse maternal outcomes include postpartum infection, sepsis, while adverse infant outcomes include stillbirth, premature birth, neonatal sepsis, chronic lung diseases, and brain injury leading to cerebral palsy and other neurodevelopmental disabilities. For which uh, congenital abnormalities they didn't look at in this other uh, study of the British Medical Journal that I just destroyed because they're liars. Um, But they did actually only look for stillbirth occurring or, you know, death within two weeks, two weeks afterwards. No, we didn't see it. two weeks. Oh, well, then you've got to understand that the studies on an algorithm for estimation of gestational age at the time of fetal death. So guess what? If you look at that, you will find here's what they say, the accuracy of vital statistics data and clinical pathological correlations. That's what we're talking. A clinical pathological correlation between the whooping cough vaccine and fetal loss cannot be accurately assessed because are impacted with gestational age information is unreliable because it's unreliable so they want to see if the deaths occurred fetal loss within birth in two weeks after the vaccine and then they didn't have the data in that study on how many occurred overall in the vaccinated versus unvaccinated again can't trust their data though but you see that you cannot say just two weeks after the vaccine we got to see them die within two weeks we don't see them die within two weeks, then there shouldn't be a problem, right? Here's something interesting. To me, there was increases in things like this from their data. In what? Interuterine growth, retardation, low birth weight. All right? They said it wasn't statistically significant, but it was close to it. All right. We'll get on to that one in a second. That'll be our hepatitis B. But again, another study. So there you go. Won't study the deaths, fetal losses, safety, tetanus, diphtheria, acellular pertussis, influenza vaccinations, in pregnancy. And again, what they do in this? Only the ones ending in live births. We're not going to study. So how many studies the U.S. going to do where they don't look at the most important factor or outcome, which is babies dying? Like, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm dumbfounded. Probably the biggest thing, because here's the problem with all these research studies that want to sit there and say they see an increase in infection, which again, you understand the risk of that infection within the, uh, the womb, but get this. So if they kill a baby and they don't study live births and the effect on live births, they disregard that despite the US seeing fetal losses going up. And maternal loss is going up. If mom's dead and baby dies, guess what? Then there's not going to be those individuals that were vaccinated being able to have the other risk factors that you're looking at. Thus, if you eliminate part of the herd, yeah, because we need herd immunity, remember? No pun. So if they eliminate part of the herd that took the vaccine by killing them, guess what? They're not going to be a statistical... Number in the children with serious adverse events caused by the vaccine. So they downplay, or they can cover up by not looking at the deaths. Have I got that through? Does everybody understand that? If you got some questions, let me know. Tiffany, they probably did the study long enough and saw the deaths, but used the two weeks. Statistically variable. I was looking at that, Tiffany, because a lot of studies you'll see, I did did a quick video here recently on the flu vaccine and how they found a statistically significant increased risk of autism if mothers were receiving the flu vaccine. And then I had a mother who received the swine flu vaccine and has a child with autism and about lost their child within a short period of time, just after two weeks, of getting that vaccine. The flu vaccine, in which the American Medical Association or the Journal of American Medical Association, I think it's the Journal of American Medical Association, I had it and I had it in the video and I posted it on previous videos and on the Wild Docs site, but get this. They said it was probably due to chance, they do a post-hoc analysis and when they do a post-hoc, if you look at the peer-reviewed medical literature, you actually find out that when they do that, we need to have significant, we need to be looking at that like in suspicion, of fraud or manipulation when they do post-hoc analysis to try and cover up a statistically significant association between uh, vaccines and adverse events. Liz, I appreciate you tuning in there. My ex-doctor knew it was the vaccine. I appreciate you tuning in there, Liz. She says, the doctor told me it was just a cold. No cold should last for three months and give an adult asthma. So you had whooping, cough, I'm betting. Megan, tuning in, everybody. So, one more. Anthony, how much time are we looking at? I know I'm kind of broke this up in different segments. Again, we do a live television or we do a television station show here in Clarksville, Tennessee. And uh, you'll have all these videos on wilddoc.com. Um, so, guys, just to support me, just share this with your friends, your family members. I'm just asking you to do that because I want to see people not have to go to the vaccine court and see their babies die. I'm sick and tired of lies being used to force and push vaccines. And I know the pharmaceutical companies, they know for a fact there's people like me and others out there that are speaking out against their lies and deception. And they're pushing our government officials hardcore to force vaccinate our populations with lying, deceitful, evil corruption that is driving chronic illnesses into the bloodstreams of children so that they can profit on them the rest of their life by the sale of their pharmaceuticals to be able to treat the symptoms of those conditions. So why do I have Harvard Law up behind me? Hmm. Here's an interesting one. So I don't know if you've all been paying attention. The FDA actually wanted our help, according to Medscape. According to Medscape, here we go. Does a new hepatitis vaccine cause heart attacks? A cardiologist, the only cardiologist on the FDA committee to evaluate this vaccine, guess what? He decided to abstain from actually voting. Why? Because he said this at the very end, and I'm going to go through the details of this. Why did I abstain? Because on the available data, it was impossible for anyone to know if the imbalance in myocardial infarctions, heart attacks, was real or suspicious. So although the question was fascinating and the discussion was terrific, my vote wasn't that complicated. There's a simple rule in life. If you don't know, you should say you don't know. But here's my issue with even that. This man stands idly by, remains silent, abstains from voting because I don't know, but I see an increased rate. In fact, what they see in this clinical trial done by the pharmaceutical company, Dynavax, out of 5,600 people receiving the new vaccine, a hepatitis B vaccine, for which they said in this article has a new experimental adjuvant that causes a greater immunological response and causes possible indefinite Inflammation, because they don't know how long the inflammatory response from the adjuvant will be sustained in the person, and inflammation is one of the primary... Let me ask you all, just, just somebody tell me a few diseases and conditions that are associated with increased inflammation. How many diseases out there? Every single one of them. So vaccine adjuvants that may not actually clear our body and stay in there indefinitely quite possibly will cause the chronic pain syndromes like fibromyalgia that little girls are now suffering with because of the hepatitis or the HBV vaccine. But look at this, 5,600 were vaccinated with the new vaccine, 2,800 with the original vaccine. They had 14 myocardial infarctions in the Dynavax group and only one in the conventional vaccine. Thus, it was a seven-fold increased rate of that. So let's do the math on this. If there's a seven-fold increase, or if out of 5,600 people, 14 will have increased risk of myocardial infarction and die early from heart attacks, do the math on that of 325 million people, a little over that in America right now. And if every one of us are forced to get that vaccine, over our lifetime, out of the current population, the people that are alive, not counting the children that are going to be born here today or in the near future, guess what? We're going to see around 400 to 800,000 more heart attacks. Do the math. So what the committee say? They said they assumed it was safe on the grounds that they could not prove a causal association because it was such a small study. So what they say, even though there was an increase statistically significant, sevenfold fold rate of myocardial infarctions or heart attacks in the treatment group, which then they never gave a placebo, they never actually injected placebo, which is saline solution, should be saline solution, shouldn't even be sugar, placebo usually is sugar, and sugar can causes inflammation too, so that would be kind of bias biased study in fact. But listen to this, you need, you needed to compare, needed comparative data in 50,000 people, the fastest way of obtaining that evidence was through a post-marketing trial, but a post-marketing trial was p- was possible only if the vaccine was approved for public use. So get that, folks. How's the FDA wanna decide if this vaccine in this new experimental adjuvant, which would allow them to only give two vaccinations rather than three injections, which would make it much simpler to get paid for? You wanna know how they wanna find out whether it actually causes that? Give it to everybody. In a post-approval, Then we'll find out if enough people die, then maybe we'll pull it. But guess who the FDA is saying will need to be responsible for doing that post-approval study? Anthony, you want to give a guess to that? Who do you think is going to be responsible for doing the post-approval study of the safety of their vaccine? Oh, I said it. Darn. The the FDA is saying, hey, you brought us data and information that showed seven-fold increased rate of myocardial heart attacks, and now after we approve it, because it seems like we can't really prove that it's dangerous, but we can't really prove that it's safe, but we're going to approve it, and then we're going to give it to everybody, and once we give it to everybody, if you see that enough people died, then go ahead and come back to us and make sure that we take that off the market and no longer allow you to receive your paycheck. Now, let's go on to the next little thing here. Let's look at... Clinicaltrials.gov. And let's look at what the uh, government allows. They allow for plan to share the data is undecided. Huh? Undecided. So, our government allows clinical trial data to be concealed? Are you? uh, Am I re... That? What? Seriously? Undecided. We don't wanna, we're undecided whether we wanna share a clinical trial. Oh, data, oh wait, we know, because why? Violations of federal anti-fraud provisions alleged against two hepatitis treatment producers, Harvard Law, does what? Oh, gives us the fact that the complaint has been brought against Dynavacs, just as it is preparing the settlement to differ shareholders. So there's another lawsuit being brought against them. Meanwhile, FDA's Listen, Dynavax and former executives failed to disclose that its 2012 licensing application for the vaccine did not include adequate manufacturing data. So they already concealed data from the FDA. So they already attempted to lie to the FDA, the first go around on licensing application. They've been found guilty of concealing data. folks. How can we stand here and let our government, I don't care whether you're pro or anti-vaccine, if you're in between or whatever, we should all be able to stand here, stand together, and say our government, the FDA, should do what they're supposed to do, and if you lie to the FDA and the American people and the medical community, and which then cause them to administer vaccines that are gonna kill people, and you hide and lie, then guess what? You get one chance. You are caught in a lie. You will lose every patent you have on every single drug or vaccine, a punishment that fits the crime. If you lie, that would cost the lives, which you've already done it, so every single pharmaceutical company would be out of business right now. Once you lie, you're no longer allowed to sell your pharmaceutical drugs. You lose them all, you lose all your patents, and you're never allowed to bring a drug to market again. You are done. You get one chance. You lie, and you put people's lives at risk done over if i was the head of fda that's the way it would work i don't understand our government officials can stand here and allow this to happen and i understand there are good people and i like some of our representatives i really do you would be surprised but the reality is this i don't understand how we can continue to allow vaccine manufacturers to lie time and time again like they are here and there's all the proof and they're sitting by right now trying to decide after a committee of a cardiologist who doesn't vote on it, he's the expert in heart attacks. He should probably weigh in on it. But I'm just gonna, I'm just just gonna stand this one out. You guys go ahead and vote on it. I know I'm the expert on heart attacks, but I'm not gonna. I, I just can't. I just can't because I don't know. I don't know. It looks like it. There are seven times more people dying of heart attacks in the group that was vaccinated with the real, the new vaccine. You want to get approved, but I'm just not gonna. I'm just gonna stand this one out. La, earmuffs. La, da, 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 da. That's like seriously. Like, speak up. Speak up. You see it. Everybody sees it. Don't approve it, and then watch how many people die, and expect the pharmaceutical companies to come back and say, "Hey, our drug actually killed people, so we want to take it off the market now, and no longer make money." Not gonna happen. All right. So that, I think that's the major fun that I wanted to add tonight. And I understand that sometimes I get kind of riled up, fired up. But to me, it's just like I'm like, what? So you're approving a vaccine that they're not gonna show us the data and they've been already found guilty of not showing the data. That's brilliant. All right, so questions, concerns. If you had questions already in this live stream, you can go ahead and ask them again. Um, I'll try and look at them. Population control question mark. Ramy. I appreciate yeah, tune you tuning in. You probably got it right there. Um, Faster death association is the FDA, Charles. Charlize, oh man, can't see the screen you're trying to show us. So the screen, what we typically do, if uh, Janine, Marie, um, so what we typically try to do is we'll take the slide presentations and all the links. So everything that I've gone through on the screen, I apologize sometimes. Anthony, we do need to try and zoom in more often on that, and sometimes we did, and sometimes people tune in a little bit later, but you'll get every link to every single screenshot, every single study, every single article. Um, Some you need to purchase to be able to read in completion, uh, but you'll at least get access to abstracts there, uh, which I've read uh, 90%, if not more, of the full medical journals. Uh, Eliza, we thank you. Uh, Liz, I hope you're. Safe, Eliza. Something must be going on. we am going to kind of read from this top. Again, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Lou, I've seen you there online with us before, and I appreciate that. Um, so I always try and take a little bit of time. I do appreciate better tuning in. Always remember make sure that you're sharing this information. You've got to share this information because it's the only way we're going to save lives and stop this corruption and stop the evil, stop the deceit and the lies. We've got to do that. So we, the people, are going to be the ones to do that. We stand up and we speak out. Shannon, thank you for all the work that you do, uh, bringing us this information. Ashley's corrupt. Ashley, not you're corrupt, Ashley. That you said corrupt. <laughs> so Anthony's got the links there to SIDS and different things like that. Uh, luckily, none of my children have died. They are vaccine injured. So Liz is letting us know that she's had vaccine injured children. Um, so I appreciate you guys commenting, backing me up. You know, because I get a lot of trolls out there. It's ridiculous. Peggy, uh, where have you been? About time someone starts this live streams. So I appreciate you guys. CDC fraud. Peggy, Kaylee, criminals. Love this guy. Heather says uh, more doctors need to step up and speak out. I agree. I just have an issue with people being silent, like I just do. So I, I tend to yell a little bit louder since I see so many people being silent. So, um, Kelly, yes, it's frustrating. Love how you're so passionate. Um, Peggy, school with them every time. Kelly, insurance companies are culpable. Um, great job. Keep up this live stream. Make every person open their eyes to the truth. Uh, Peggy, I will help you. Let, let, let's do this. Truth warriors forever hashtag truth warriors forever um they have stolen it i'm reading through because i want to see if there's any questions and stuff like that so if you're hanging with me i greatly appreciate it stay in there um yep your household had a, got a, a bad cold or baby was healthy happy whole time Vaxed. the movie vax blows it up so peggy's mentioning the vax documentary which blows up the cdc whistleblower um again i'm the type that i'm like why do we only touch on the vaccine the cdc whistleblower we've got a lot more fraud going on I wish they would have gone through it all, but I'm guarantee nobody's gonna sit through like an entire week of documents and everything that's necessary to prove and show how fraudulent and corrupt they are. Um, black box label on the vitamin K shot, Peggy mentioning that. Cheryl, I'm a researcher and I have never received any vaccines. They are damaging an entire generation. So we have a researcher online here stating that she's uh, never gonna take a vaccine Alzheimer's dementia directly related to lumen adjuvants. Lumen adjuvants are very toxic, in the HPV vaccine and many others shown through military studies in my hometown community. I hate to see how many vaccines are being injected into our military members. I did get word, guys, we can clap, we can applaud for this. The fact that I got word from one of my insiders, I'd call him, I don't pay him at all or anything like that, and trust me, I do adjust him. But he's a good guy, He he, he he's a physician, here locally at a hospital works with a lot of military and he has stated they're now going to be pulling titers and if somebody has adequate titers against i believe it's the anthrax vaccine um, they are not or the smallpox i forget which one again i apologize for getting that uh, my my brain is fried after this evening but he's saying that they're going to pull tires and they're not going to revaccinate them again because of risk. So at least they're actually starting to do that because we see in animals at least, and we know them. we see plenty of evidence showing that we are over-vaccinating both our children, our animals, and now our military members. So thank God that they're actually doing that. I am glad to hear that. Um, Jason Foster says, hey, Doc, how are you today? I'm doing well, buddy. I appreciate you being online. Um, I can't watch that. It makes me sick. Peggy probably referring to the video of the child with pertussis coughing. Um, I know my son was vaccine injured. My son now has severe autism, so a seizure condition. I will have to take care of him for the rest of his life, the rest of your life, her life. She says my life. My son has been cheated out of a better life because of vaccines. He's now 21. Amari posts that. Here's the thing that I want to talk about. If you're a pro-vaxer, that's what you want to believe get your vaccines leave us alone let us make our informed choice i want to reach out and inform you and sit down with you and help you understand the truth because i believe if you went through all the evidence that i just did and then some and all the evidence that i've already gone through in my lifetime you would see for full well that vaccines are very harmful dangerous and not necessary because the infectious diseases are less deadly measles was less deadly then fever-reducing medications, folks, and I'll be talking in future. Over the next month, I'm going to go through several things. I'm going to be don't fear the fever. We're going to do another don't fear the fever. I feel like a don't fear the reaper. Is there a song like that or something, don't fear the reaper? You know. So don't fear the fever. We're going through that. Then we're going to go into how to best combat the flu. And then we're going to go into herbal medicinal remedies and what's the best protocol to overcome the flu. So we're going to go through that the next month. But here's the deal, I see people all the time posting and saying that I'd rather my child have autism than get the measles, than get polio. Well those are self-limited diseases that affect very people for a very short period of time in the high vast majority, yet autism is affecting 1 in 30 some within the military families Roughly one in fifty in the United States. The statistic is worse now. But a child who gets autism, severe brain damage, doesn't get to experience life. They go through life literally trapped inside themselves, unable to enjoy life. You know what? If you ask them and you asked some of the parents, watching over, they would have darn well you better believe it said, and would go back and say, I'll take my chances with measles and polio because this is a living H-E-L-L. Folks, if people are sitting here, and even pastors on TV are sitting there saying that Alzheimer's disease, which is literally nothing, at least Alzheimer's patients, the only good we can say now, Alzheimer's patients can actually remember their family again in a clinical study, which they gave 750 milligrams of uh, turmeric with black pepperin, which actually enhances the bioavailability and concentration of, of uh, uh, turmeric in the bloodstream, and they reverse Alzheimer's over a years time in patients with severe Alzheimer's dementia, not able to recognize their family, we were able to reverse it and actually recognize their family again. So we brought them back with that. And then if you add cannabis uh, CBD oil to it, I bet we give you better, better results. But anyways, side note there, there goes that squirrel again. But here's the deal. They got to go through life and experience life, have a family, yes, we lost them mentally at the end because the medical community regards herbal remedies like turmeric, I can't, okay, again, squirrel, ignores that stuff, so then we don't bring back the ones we should and could be able to with herbal remedies, but they got to experience life. A child that suffers from brain damage from a vaccine early on in life never gets to experience life. If we're calling, calling Alzheimer's within the Christian community saying that it's a living death and, and spouses are allowed to divorce their spouse if they get Alzheimer's because it's a living death, then the same thing I would say about autism. It's as if it's a living death. It's torment, it's torture, it's pain, it's suffering for their entire life. Unacceptable. Sativa. Every time I see their last name, Sativa, I think Cannabis Sativa. <laughs> and they put Jim Carrey on the hook for his ex-girlfriend's overdose because it was his prescription. Nice move, Big Pharma. Oh, not, the, not Big Pharma that lied about the safety of their opioids. No, it couldn't be their fault. No, it's the people that were addicted. Oh, it's their fault. They're addicts. The drug addicts. They're all bad people, right? No, the person that sold them the drug is the worst person. The person that lied about the safety of those opioids is the worst person. They're a child of God and they deserve forgiveness but the reality is this. I'm not gonna trust them again to feed me another drug. We shouldn't. Why do we? I don't understand it. But they blame the addict rather than the person who got them addicted. The gateway to the opioid epidemic and the worst drug epidemic in history, is the doctor's front door, Kelly. The fact that they are vilifying the doctor in Australia is being seen. Yes, Kelly, and that's the one I was talking about. He's got a GoFundMe account. I am going to be uh, giving money to support him. We have a prime minister in Australia who I heavily invested in, a, who is heavily invested in a vaccine company who has recently introduced mandatory vaccination to qualify for social security. So, oh, the Prime Minister of Australia has investments in vaccines, so therefore he'll make more money when those, so that's nice, shouldn't be allowed, but is, I don't understand why. It's time for revolution, folks, in my opinions. We can have a peaceful revolution, but a revolution can be simple. Take away the financial capabilities of pharmaceutical industries, get off your drugs, get healthy, stop going to medical positions that even vaccinate, even if they say you don't have to vaccinate. You know what, they're nice enough to say you don't vaccinate, say thank you, but if you vaccinate and harm other children, I'm not coming to you because I don't agree with you harming other children and letting me walk free. Come to my office. We'll do all the well-baby checks and all that paperwork and everything like that. We can do that. And trust me, when it comes down to it, mothers will know first. They're innately will know. Now we don't subject yourself to chronic, chronic time and time again, blatant just mental beating. Saying you're a bad parent, Ugh. we need to stop giving money to them. That's the simple point I'm trying to make here. Are you you're kidding me, right? Um, Peggy, of Texas, they have going in and try push vaccines that waters have risen. Jesus. Heather, then to fire them as patients because they are getting the bonuses. Yep, fire medical physicians. Doc, I love you already. Was someone you know damaged too? Peggy asked me a question. She said, Doc, I love you. Uh, already, uh, was someone you know damaged to? I almost feel guilty at times because no. I took up a fight and a battle that just felt a calling on my heart to do. When I started evaluating the, when I started evaluating seeing the corruption of medicine that time and time again lies, Whatever it was in my spirit at that moment, I said, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to speak out for those who have lost their voice to be able to do it themselves. What I mean by that is when somebody's harmed by a vaccine, when somebody's disabled by a vaccine, when children are suffering autism from vaccines, they can't speak for themselves. They can't fight this fight to warn others. The people that still have the voice in their voice need to stand up and do it for them. And I understand that parents are the ones that are best suited. I understand that parents are the ones that deserve it. Because you know what? Whatever it is, it called on my heart to say I'm going to fight on the front lines with them. And I don't care about my, my personal safety. doesn't matter. My financial security doesn't matter. I hope and pray that he'll protect me. He will protect me, my God. But the reality is I know I need to put myself my self-preservation to the side and say I'm going to stand up for what I see is right. Somebody posted CDC whistleblower on there. Tiffany, a friend of mine, thanks for tuning in. K. Rich Workman says, do you have wine once in a while? You got to when you see this horrible world taking place. Elderberry wine, I can't wait to make it. 85-year-old mother Got shingles from a vaccine. The doctor even warned her that she might get a mild case. She's been suffering for months. Idiot doctors. Again, another example of that. Liz, uh, state of Tennessee coming to Dayton, Ohio. IPAAT by your state of Tennessee coming to Dayton, Ohio. I wonder what that means. Uh, Liz, if you're still old, Liz Jane Jackson, please uh, let me know what you mean by it. APAAT by your state of Tennessee coming to Dayton, Ohio. I used to live near Dayton, Ohio, so I'd like to know more about that. Um, my daughter has injured injury from vaccination. We were planning to visit you soon. Awesome, Jennifer, I'll see you soon. Um, I'm so thankful for people that are reaching out to me and coming in, let me help. Um, Liz said I vaccinated with the flu shot, almost killed me and almost made me miscarry my son. Liz, I think I, I know who you are. I thank God your, your child's still here with us, and you are too. So I can't read through all the rest. I apologize. I going to re- skip to the very end. Marie says, thank God for people like you. I appreciate you saying that. Amen. Thank you. And Liz, DTaP vaccine caused my daughter stage 2 microcephaly. The United States has the highest microcephaly rate, roughly 20, 29,000 per year, according to the Journal of Neurology. And we got freaked out by a couple hundred in Brazil when they were suffering they had around in a country that's not as blessed as are we, we are in the United States was suffering around a couple hundred, less than 200 on average per year. In the United States, 29,000 are diagnosed every year. We got the worst microcephaly outbreak epidemic in all countries. Nobody's raising because they know what's causing it. Sometimes it presents itself as a high fever. Yep. Keep telling the truth. Charlie says, How often do you tune in? Eliza says, So I tune into myself all the time. Probably not asking me that question, are you? Anyways, we got to have a little fun now and then. I appreciate everybody turning in, sticking with me this long. The 30 people that are online, I love it. We've had probably hundreds thousands online. Share the truth. Don't just like the truth, because that's the only way we're going to save lives. I'll see you next Tuesday. Hey, everybody. I'm The Wild Doc, and if you enjoyed this video, make sure that you hop on over to thewilddoc.com. Subscribe there for our newsletter and email campaign. Join in the conversation on Facebook, and let's transform the world by unleashing the power of natural healing.